We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Today we go behind the headlines. What's going on with that oft-discussed but apparently stalled Northside Regeneration Project? Developer Paul McKee's promises for a major development are far from realized, much to the dismay of many residents of the area McKee has targeted. St. Louis Public Radio's Kay Petrin has been looking into it and joins me in studio. Kay, welcome. Thanks, Don. Where does this project stand at the moment? So the part that I looked at was specifically um, the promises to rehab properties. And so he sort of said from the beginning of the of the whole project back in 2009, you know, we're going to do some historic renovations. Um, now, fast forward, uh, I spoke with him a few months ago, and he said that no more than 10 of the properties uh, that he owns are rehabbable. Let, let's listen to what he had to say back in 2009 on this program about what his modus operandi was going to be. This is not a what I call rape and scrape, where we tear everything down and start over and build a suburban kind of project. And that's not the case at all. We we own over 60 uh, historic buildings that we will restore, and, and we know exactly what buildings are historic and what ones should stay and what ones should go. Developer Paul McKee speaking on this program in 2009. So is there a timeline, a new timeline, or, or what are the prospects for this thing moving forward at all? You know, that's one of the big questions uh, that we have had, but because everyone involved right now, so the city, um, St. Louis Development Corporation, and Paul McKee himself sort of has been involved with various lawsuits, um, none of them were uh, particularly forthcoming with interviews for this story. Um, so so, th- so that is a question that we sort of, you know, don't have answered right now. There's not there's not a clear idea of um, what could happen. I know that for past stories, when I've talked to uh, the building division at St. Louis, uh, they did say that they have plans to demolish uh, some of the Paul McKee-owned buildings, some of which might include the properties that were slated for rehab, some of which might not. The There's only a few of them listed currently uh, for demolition. What historic buildings are still out there? The only ones that I was really aware of was the Clemens House, which burned down. So a couple of them were sort of um, big, big name buildings like the Clemens House. Um, but but it really, it, these were homes. Um, one of them is the old Ackerman Toyota shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, some apartment buildings and uh, things that were historic in the sense of being very old buildings um, with a lot of the sort of noticeable St. Louis features, Mm. the really nice architecture, the beautiful brick, um, some of of the sort of like gargoyle-esque carvings on Mm. on the windows, that sort of thing. Um, But there, there weren't a lot of other sort of big name properties besides the Clemens Mansion. Mm-hmm. What, what are the city's concerns about this? I mean, you haven't talked to them, so you, maybe you don't know. But. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> I know, um, I, where the city sort of has stood publicly is that they declared Paul McKee in default. They said, you know, he hasn't completed the, he hasn't, he hasn't filed permits to complete these rehabs. Um, the agreements that he had with the city uh, said that he gave him a couple different timelines for starting the rehabs or completing them. And um, since there are apparently no more rehabable buildings, he says, 
there's sort of uh, it's it's not clear what the city could really do uh, about that. Right. So this is very much in limbo right now. I would uh, I would assume. Yeah, unless unless somebody has some info that they wouldn't tell me because <laughs> of the litigation. <laughs> yeah, and it's because of the litigation that uh, the land clearance people and the mayor are not talking. Is that right? Um. So that is what SLDC told me explicitly. Mm -hmm. I did not hear back from the mayor's office when mm -hmm. I contacted them about it several times. Okay. The big issue then at the moment, one of the big issues certainly would have to be the residents. There are a lot of people who live in this footprint, the mm -hmm. McKee footprint. Um, what are they saying? The residents are pretty frustrated. Um, these rehab properties are, are sort of a, a minority of his buildings. He owns um, or he listed uh, himself owning more than 1,700 uh, in December 2017. And these properties that he listed over the years uh, amounted to about 150 plus. Um, and so, so these rehabs are the minority, but the people who live there are pretty frustrated because there was a chance that these buildings could have been rehabbed and, you know, could have become something other than vacancies. Um, so Rosie Willis is one of the people who is uh, concerned about the situation. She uh, helps run a community garden. There's a lot of community gathering places in the area, and she's concerned about their safety. Paul McKee owns the property, but he has allowed very tall bushes to take over all of that frontal there, causing more danger to us over here or to anybody, any walk, any passerby, person walking or what have you. People know that criminals hide behind tall shrubbery. Now my son has been keeping all that tall shrubbery cut down and no, Paul McKee does not pay Jerry Willis to cut his shrubbery and that's not our, that's not our responsibility to keep Paul McKee's property up, whether it's outside on the lawn, in the yard, or in his house. That's Rosie, one of the residents of the area that we're talking about with Kay Petron. Uh, by the way, I should point out, because there have been some criticism of uh, Paul McKee that we had invited him to be on this program, mm -hmm. but uh, he, he decided uh, not to accept. Rosie, representative of uh, the people you talked to? Yeah, a lot of people are mm -hmm. uh, trimming the yards next to them themselves. Um, a lot of them didn't actually know that Paul McKee specifically owned the properties. Uh, they just knew that, you know, they had a vacant property next to them and they had no idea it was it was originally listed to be rehabilitated. Um, and others did, did like Rosie, know that it was a Paul McKee-owned property and have complained to the city about it and tried to get something done and sort of felt like, nah, we don't have any option besides trimming it ourselves. The, there has been some suggestion that uh, Mr. McKee might be letting these properties just uh, become even more run down so he doesn't have to rehab them because of the expense involved. He he did defend um, the, those accusations. Uh, he in, in the past, he sort of said, you know, that would be silly because then they wouldn't be eligible for historic tax credits. Um, and the, uh, the TIF application, the TIF that he um, applied for in the Northside project area also would have reimbursed him for a small portion of the costs. Um, but it, he has said, you know, there's no reason that we would have let these decay on purpose because then we can't work with them. Um, haven't gotten a more updated version of that comment. Yeah. You just have to wonder if this thing is ever going to really happen as he had envisioned. It's an $8 billion project as foreseen by him 10 years ago. 
Yeah, and it's it's hard to say. Uh, the rehabs, it sounds like, certainly won't be happening because if the perception is that, you know, none of these buildings are salvageable anymore, um, they're sort of, they they from everything that I've heard from everybody involved, they sort of sound like these rehabs are off the table. There's still a lot of other parts of the project that are going on. Um, a gas station did open up, uh, I think, in October. Um, and, and he actually, one of the buildings that was listed for rehab that we <clears throat> photographed has one of his, the the historic building was demolished, but there's a new project on the lot. Um, so so it's sort of, you know, a mix of things. There are act- demolitions actively happening um, in other aspects of the project. What's the next step in all of this? Do you know? Um, that would be a question for uh, Paul McKee and uh, the city of St. Louis, I think. And because of the litigation, uh, everything is probably just going to stay where it is until those issues are resolved. It, yeah, I really can't. Yeah, I really can't say um, what might happen with that because there there has been some you know some resolution to the the at least the fight over who owns the NGA property, but the sort of the status of the default for the property is very much, or for the whole project is very much up in the air. Well, it, uh, it came in and was announced with such hoopla, uh, people were hoping that by now we'd be seeing a lot more than a gas station mm-hmm. and a couple of other structures. Okay, Petron, thank you for bringing us up to speed on that story. Anything else you want to add before we... Um, no, I mean, I think, I, think that's, I think that about covers it. Okay, well, we'll be touching base from time to time as uh, this story progresses. Thank you, Kay. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.